gather round friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, David. And I am Philip, also a host. Philip the host. And uh, we welcome you this week. And it has been a very busy week for me. But uh, pull up a log. We, we, are, we are here to relax and enjoy a fun little powwow. Phil, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We are entering week four of the saga of me not having air conditioning in my car. But it's gotten to a point. Yeah. Have you ever done this where you get so hungry, where you get so thirsty, where you get so tired, whatever your bodily function is, that you your body overcomes it, that you actually are fine with it now? I'd imagine this is what it's like for people that transition to cold showers, where all, all of a sudden you don't even notice it anymore. You're, you're just used to it. And unfortunately, I'm used to me percolating, just me oozing juices while driving everywhere. Unfortunately, that has become a commonplace for me. How about you, David? I, like I said, really busy working weekdays and weekends and just, yeah, but in a good sense, like it's nice to be busy after pandemic-y times. Yeah. But all good. And I'm excited to uh, talk comida today see si, si, me amigo yes i'm actually very excited about this and i can't i can't imagine that there will be far more different answers between two people than us because <laughs> you are quite possibly i'm sure you're correct yes you are quite possibly the most open mouthed person and, and as far as it comes for food and i i could not be more tight-lipped just just in that i don't really eat that much well why don't we pitch the tent and uh get get talking yes let us pitch our tents food glorious food wonderful food Yes, it's uh we we thought that this this podcast would be coming here soon. We knew it was coming. We prepped for it happening, and now it is finally here. The one that you, you know. Hold on. Yes, <laughs> I um I was gonna ask you which ice age is that from again, <laughs> but I realized that's not actually originally from Ice Age at all. You know what's funny though? It's from I think it's from like Oliver or something. The musical is it, but, Annie, isn't it Annie? No, no, I can guarantee you it's not from Annie. I believe it's from Oliver the Musical, but you're you're a hundred percent right as far as I think the general public and mine, more importantly, introduction to that song. It is the last melon from Ice Age Two. I can't believe that we actually. No, it's not share. the last. It's not the last. It doesn't come yes, from Ice it Age. Is. Yes, no, it but does. the last melon is Ice Age One. But the, no, it's it is. Not. I. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Because they feed the baby with the last melon. Yes. And the baby's in only an Ice Age one, I promise you, man. No, it can't be. I'm I 100% promise you. No, this is insane. We have to have like a live thing on it. I'm pretty sure the last melon comes from. No, man, I'm telling you, I I I promise you, the last melon is from the first Ice Age. Our our listeners are with me right now. Like they're listening to this and they're going, "David's right. Phil's an idiot." The last melon is from the first Ice Age, and food, glorious food, I think, comes from the second one. <laughs> you really don't believe me? Oh, the last um, melon! You're, you're right. It is. It is from Oliver. I just looked it up. 
Yeah, and you're right. It it's from the last melon aspect of it is from Ice Age. Yes, but the song but is it's from, from Ice the Age first too. one. What are mm-hmm. they singing over then? Uh, for the food, glory. They're, they're food. not. They're not singing. Okay. Oh, but they do that whole thing about the end of the world and like yeah, yeah uh, whatever. Okay. Anyways, we've this, gone this on is a really, way, a really diverted. <laughs> I am so sorry to you, the listener, who either has never seen Ice Age, doesn't this care to watch Ice Age. My this fault. was not where this was not where we <laughs> intended to go. Anyways, uh, so we we're talking about food. We got a couple sections, and food is so vast and so expansive. I can't even imagine that this is our last time or chance that we'll ever talk about food. But this will probably stand to be uh, a major entry point for us to go and get into food. So let's uh, let's start out with just something simple, just something really simple. What food do we like to cook is the question. David, we'll start with you. All right. Well, uh, you're going to, this is, there's going to be a recurring theme here. I love to cook pasta in all forms. Mm. And I look, I make, it's not, I'm not just throwing pasta in a pot and then like opening a can of Trader Joe's. Whoop ass. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Whoop ass. <laughs> no, I, you know, like I make my sauces all the way from scratch and and I have a, a wide variety of sauces that I like to make. And it's really like, it's my favorite thing to cook and eat for myself or with other people. But I also love to cook curries and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, when, when I have a team with me, uh, whether that be family or friends, then I might, then I get more ambitious. With my family, we made we've made beef Wellington recently, and and like we we've done sourdough pizzas in the oven, and Ooh. all sorts of delicious things. Yes, I must admit, I have enjoyed your cooking. I think this is something I've told plenty of times on this podcast. But we did do a uh, what a friend date once, and uh, you cooked for me. You cooked the pasta. It, everything was from scratch. It was let's just say if if you were in my alleyway, you would have you would have gotten the the whole kit and caboodle, my friend. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Are you saying I'm not I'm not up your alley, Phil? I, I don't oh, want to go man. up your alley. No, no. No, um, no. <laughs> what, and what food do I like to cook? I put it more generic yes, and tell and, us. Uh, yes, I like to cook breakfast. Yes, it's simple, but at the same time, I mm. I I very much like how organized you can get it. Because if there's a whole bunch of people, the fact that you can cook like 20 sausages and then 20 eggs and then you have to multitask i i know that land that's that's in my comfort zone whenever it's like spaghetti or meatballs or something i feel like it's not as pronounced food for me at least that i feel comfortable with so i'd like to cook breakfast if, if like if i were to if we were to go up to a log cabin let's say and everybody were to pick like a, a meal to cook i would choose breakfast and I think that I cook a pr- fairly good breakfast. Um, also, just anybody who knows me knows that once a day I eat eggs and toast. So I, I'm very specialized in in uh, all the nuances of how best to cook eggs, how best to get toast, and how how to utilize a toaster correctly to get your preferred toasting method. There is a method to that madness. Absolutely. Is there anything that you make a point of cooking from scratch? I'm just curious. <sighs> Like you, I mean, you don't, you don't like the store bought things. You like to do it from scratch. Right. I'm, th- I'm trying to think not particularly. I mean, I guess uh, it, it's very hard for me to make something out of scratch. I mean, outside of things that are like one step away, like I, this doesn't necessarily count, but something like watermelon, I do enjoy cutting my own watermelon. I do enjoy adding stuff to ramen, say, so I eat ramen packets, but I, I would add things to that to make it unique. 
you know what I appreciate about the watermelon thing is that cutting your own watermelon means that you're not buying it in a plastic container, which is better for the environment. There we go. I do use plastic yeah. left to, to preserve the other half, but you should get those. Have you seen those silicone things that you like put over like the, the open side of the watermelon? Like it's like a, you can put it over a bowl to keep what's in the bowl fresh, or you can like literally seal the open side of the watermelon with like these reusable silicone like lids. And, and they stretch, and it's reusable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, they, it's like a, it's like a, a almost like a oh. Tupperware lid, but you like oh. stretch it over the watermelon, like, and it like, yes, yeah, like a, almost like a balloon, like a latex, almost. Yeah, something kind like of, that. It's not latex, like but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like. So where this was going is, uh, you've also had my pancakes, correct? I make very yes. good pancakes, yes, and I do. always make them from scratch. I, I don't like the boxed ones as much. Mine are better. Yes, uh, I, w- I would again agree. I don't think the only thing that lacked on that particular day, if I remember correctly, I don't think you were able to make your syrup from scratch. So well, it was no. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. I thought that don't you have a specialized syrup that you make? No. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I have, I had a syrup called golden syrup, which I believe is a UK thing. It's oh, not okay. very, so, you can so, get it in the US in certain places, but, but I just, I don't, I don't, I like it better to maple syrup, but we, okay. we had maple syrup. Like we had that as well that day. We did. Yeah. I just, I remember that you weren't uh, adequately, uh, you weren't <laughs> adequate about the syrup. You, you didn't feel satisfied with mm. it. Uh, right. What food? can't we cook i'll let you go first this time because mine's embarrassing oh wow well yeah mine's going to be embarrassing throughout this entire thing because of how picky i am but uh i'll go first like you said what food can't we cook i am a picky eater therefore i can't cook with food that i myself don't like to eat i don't know if that's really that crazy i'm thinking it's not i thinking it is i think most people can can do things like for instance if we were having like a big barbecue or something, I would not be able to make egg salad. I think that that's an easy thing to make, but I could not do it because of how much it disgusts me. Like if you wanted mustard on your hot dog, I could not add mustard to your hot dog. Something something that simple, that minute, I, because it just, it disgusts me so much. Is it so the much. smell or is it just the idea? Uh, both. Both vehemently make me want to puke. Vehemently. I mustard do remember in mustard was the thing that you really just hate more than more than anything else in this yeah. life yes it is a bane to existence and life and and should be abolished uh it is disgusting uh tomato soup i couldn't do that i could probably chop tomatoes because they're they're fairly you know what's gross tasty. is gazpacho mm. yeah it's tooth? disgusting yeah. it is absolutely disgusting it's the worst thing to come out of spain ever <laughs> and a lot of good things came out of Spain. I'm looking at you, Eva Mendez. Uh, tofu could not cook with tofu. I, I, I'm a little less on this one. I, I'm still willing to try tofu. I'm pretty sure I've had tofu, and I haven't noticed. It's like the one of the few things. Like mushrooms, I always notice that there's mushrooms around, and so I can't cook with that either. But tofu, I, love I mushrooms, think man. I'm easier on to put in there, mm. but I don't want to cook with it. What about yourself, David? What food can't I cook? I cannot cook rice. <laughs> I just can't. Really? I every time I've ever tried to make rice, like actually like put it in a pot with right. water or whatever, like I just I f it up every time. I always it's fucking ridiculous. I cannot cook rice. 
I and like it's it's come to the point where like I just I don't even try anymore. Someone says, "Oh, David, uh, while I make the whatever, can you cook the rice?" I'm like, "No, I'll I'll do that. You cook the rice because I will <laughs> it up." That's hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's it's I don't know why, but but yeah, no, I just I I always mess it up, and it uh, it's just I avoid it. I just avoid it. I, I don't do it right. anymore. I have a friend who burned ramen, so the concept of messing up rice is is not lost on me. I, I can appreciate that. Food we would cook for a date. Hey, David, why don't you go here first? Because yours is far more impressive than mine will be. Well, you know, like I think I think there's a balance to strike here. You have to cook something that is not just super simple and like yeah. you're not like you're not even putting any effort in. But you also don't want to do something so complicated that you're likely to make mistakes and mess it up and then you make a fool of yourself in that sense so you got to strike a balance and cooking pasta on the face of it maybe not putting enough effort in unless like i said you're making the sauce from scratch which is what i would always do i've made pasta for dates where i made the pesto from scratch you know like actually you know made pesto from scratch and the other one uh, besides pasta which is normally my would be my go-to because I'm not going to attempt a beef Wellington. <laughs> Absolutely not. As much as that's delicious. The other one would be a risotto. I have done that what is uh, a, a couple months again? ago even. It's like, a, it's an Italian sort of like, it's rice, but you don't actually have to cook it like normal rice. It's like okay. a rice dish with like, I, oh, like normally yeah. I would make a mushroom mushroom risotto. I don't think you'd like it very much. No, I can't imagine I would, but I think I'm. No, but it is a good one because it's like it's it's like that nice balance of like there's actually effort required, Mm. and yet it's it's relatively easy. Okay, so yeah, for me it would probably be chicken fettuccine. Not the not that the sauce is my own or from scratch, but I at least can make the chicken. I can make the noodles. I can make. I can get a very delicious sauce from the store. <laughs> but if if you want it, if you want me to go like next level something that I could more than likely cook everything myself. It's actually this kielbasa skillet. Uh kielbasa being uh, this like Italian sausage. And uh, my parents used to do it and it's uh it's again fairly simple but you have to cook both the pasta on its on itself. You have to season the vegetables. And then you put in the meat and you just put it all in a skillet. You kind of do it. Uh, you kind of just move it around. You use some Parmesan cheese for for added uh, added oomph. And, it, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good, man. I, I really do enjoy it. Do you, do, you, do you feel like you can, like if you see, if you have a recipe, can you follow a recipe pretty well? Man, it really does. Like if it you were to, if you, if you said, if you had a date with this like just 10 out of 10 amazing personality just the 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 girl of your dreams and you're like i gotta do something real here i'm gonna make something like from scratch like with put a lot of effort in wow like you just look up a recipe can you follow a recipe online (laughs) oh um you find like gordon ramsay's something or other man i would probably need a video like if i like you said if i had to make a like a, a chicken cordon bleu or beef wellington Man, that is a scary process. Beef Wellington is a scary process. It's a, it's a lot of yeah. yeah. So I I I could probably create something edible. I just don't know if it would even resemble the work. I I don't know if it would look like it would resemble what it tasted like. I think it would gotcha. be one of those where it doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look very good or very pretty, but 
in spite of its plating, it tastes all the flavors there, like a Food Network mm. Channel show. Something we wish we could cook that we can't cook currently. I wish personally, especially with all my <laughs> with all my uh, ability to love toast and 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 uh, and eggs and everything else. I wish I knew or had the capability to make sourdough bread, sourdough or rye. Either one makes a good mm. toast. But I think that I'd save a lot of money on toast and bread, minimal as it may be, because that's not like that's killing you at the store. But I, I would like to be able to say that I can make a bread. How about you, David? Yeah, my mom makes like amazing homemade bread. You, you come mm-hmm. visit and and she'll do like a coaching course for you. I love it. Be I worth love the it. money. Worth the money. I, Absolutely. Yeah. Most people have to go to Italy for, for courses like that internationally, but I'll, I'll, I'll make a special stop to Denmark just for you. Dude, I don't live in Denmark. <laughs> Netherlands. God damn it. All right. One of these days. So I, I yeah. agree, actually. Sourdough bread. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a big one, I think. But also, uh, my mom makes, like, she does these roasts whether it be lamb or something or or actually her like she makes pulled pork as well sometimes just anything that she makes in her like either her slow cooker or the big cast iron what you're laughing at me man you really do eat a lot of meats <laughs> what it's it just it's just it's just, it just not funny really whenever... oh, okay not really the other day off camera you but said those that you've are had like a lot... the most delicious meals you know um, okay that's fair that's fair it just it's funny that that it's it's we had a conversation about you eating a lot of meat recently and and then yeah look i i I eat a lot more meat when i'm at home which is like not how i was eating when i was living up by myself and yeah but that doesn't matter the some like some of the most delicious meals are like like the roast lamb or the pulled pork so anything anything that's cooked in that slow cooker or the, the the cast iron pot yeah fair enough all right we move on to our mini segment of the week. This mini segment is a new one in the rotation. It was something that we've discussed and we are finally bringing it to you the listener. It's called bushwhacking. Bushwhacking. And I'm sure you <laughs> are sitting there worried as all get out especially with us talking about alleyways and uh, latex this is not going to be anything naughty this is just a uh, the idea of the segment is that we go around find topics that we both dislike rare as that may be and we will cut them down to size and tell you precisely everything that is wrong with them and no jared leto will never make an appearance on this mini segment in particular david mm. what segment do we agree upon to uh to bushwhack we chose today. something on the saucy side yes we did and no it's not politics <laughs> it's just no. liberal saucing meaning how, do you know a friend do you know a person who you are just embarrassed because they sauce everything and they sauce everything with the same sauce so that it's the one same consistent flavor i know that me myself and i i i know a couple people who put ketchup on everything david we know somebody who puts barbecue sauce on everything there's other thing who wh- who do you know what do you know and why does it why does it oh it's need your yeah attention? like oh ketchup oh my ketchup goodness in particular it kills me ketchup is the ketchup's the main one 
But yeah, chocolate sauce also, I would say, is something of a sin in the dessert aisle. Because I I realize this. Along the same lines. Along the same lines. Because here's the thing, is that I as a kid would use this technique to help me power through some aunt great-grandma who came up with a dish at the barbecue and and everybody's like, oh, you got to try this. And I didn't like this. So in order to do it, I douse that sucker in Hershey's chocolate for the key lime pie that I don't like. And so I douse it. And so that way I don't have to taste the key lime. And it's it's a sin. It's a sin to go around and just douse something in chocolate, to just douse something in A1 Look. steak sauce. I used to, when we had like a plate of broccoli, just steamed broccoli, nothing uh-huh. appealing about it. Yeah, I when I was little, I would cover it in ketchup. You know why? Because I didn't like it. If you're an adult and you have food in front of you and you're covering it in ketchup, why, why are you eating that food? Why are you masking the food with the flavor of ketchup, which is such an overpowering flavor? Why don't you just freaking eat the ketchup or eat something that you actually like? I mean, why? What's the point? I'm curious, does cheese fall into a sauce label for you? I Depends on the cheese, depends on the quantity. So if, like for me, I do enjoy to use like this cheese sauce that they have at Fuddruckers. Well, not anymore, but I loved to put this cheese sauce on fries. Oh, oh my God. When I tell you it makes me squirm in the naughtiest of places, it is just fantastic. But I realize and recognize that cheese, I think it can be a bit too much of a crutch. If you have like seven slices of cheese for your cheeseburger, at that point, you're you're no longer eating a cheeseburger. You're eating cheese with a side of burger. A, a burger cheese. A burger cheese. Yes. Cheese well, with a burger on top. Yeah. I, 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 I just I'm going to think- take another whack at this bush. Um, sure, go ahead. <laughs> you know what bothers me is when people to have like... A thing of of fries or whatever, and they put put the ketchup all over the top, like mm. they just cover the the plate of or the bowl of fries with ketchup. That's just that drives me crazy. Dip, man, dip, and uh, no double dipping, no double dipping. Whenever you're going around, and if you're sharing sauces, no double dipping whatsoever. If you have that, then put a little nice portion on your plate, and you use your dip, and I'll use my own dip. But we are not intercrossing dipped sauces to continue the food theme for today's episode i thought it might be fun if we intertwined uh our lives with superheroes uh as it stands with food so i thought that we could come up with food-based superpowers that would make up a hero who we would want to be david would you like to go first or would you like to go second because i will warn you my superhero is awesome. Mine is not awesome. I thought of this about <laughs> 10 minutes ago. And I will go first. Okay. And you know what? It's hard for me to say that this is a superhero that I would want to be. I'm sure I could think of uh, some kind of pasta or, or linguine, linguine-based superhero um, that, that I would rather be. But in the interest of uh, just getting to the point, I chose Carrot Man. Ooh. Uh, I'd be Carrot Man, all right? And uh, <laughs> well, you can't be Carrot Top. That's copyrighted. All right. Well, you you know that guy in X Men who like grows like things out of his wrist or something, and then he throws them, and they're oh, like yeah. spikes. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. That doesn't. Where do those friggin' things come from? That's that's a weird thing to think about. Where yeah, do they? Th- where are they coming out 
like what 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 no all right nothing like that right but i do uh, carrot man has the power to summon carrots from the ground and fling them <laughs> with his mind <laughs> All right. So like if there's carrots in the ground, he can use them as like ammunition. They're like they're a weapon for him. Obviously, Carrot Man can see in the dark. Oh, oh, I see. Yes, because superhuman eyes. Yes, I get it. Very nice. Yes. And and then the third one is he has a a giant carrot uh, rocket that he that he flies around in. Oh, that okay. Not not that he flies around on. <laughs> he flies around <laughs> no. in. Yes. In it's like it's like a it's like a carrot shaped rocket, which is basically a rocket shaped rocket, but it looks like a carrot. By the way, I don't know if you're getting any of this, but I am currently held captive by my sister who is babysitting currently. So if you hear yes, anything, I can. I can hear it, so I okay. think the listeners can hear it. Fair enough. I, I apologize. They're not clamoring for Carrot Man. They're just clamoring for fun. Anyways, um, okay. I, oh, last question. What would your superhero's punchline be? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, um, if you need some time to think about it, I can go with my superhero. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll see if I can think of All something. Right, thank you. All right. My superhero would be known as the Fighting Frenchman. And uh, my first superpower would be called the French Press. I could spew scalding hot coffee from my mouth to subdue my enemies, create moisture where necessary, or to melt items. That's the French Press. Next one is the French Fry. I have small metallic boomerangs that I throw to subdue my enemy, lodge indoors, and even use as toothpicks in a pinch. And finally, I've got the French Baguette. The ability to give myself a harder and crusty shell that can be broken, but helps solidify defensive armor and offer some shielding. So think of like uh, dandruff, but all over my body and brown and also flaky in a delicious way. I provide food to the, the children of, of the world. Anyways, and my punchline, David, my punchline, stop criminal or you'll be French toast. Oh. <laughs> uh. Did you come up with a punchline, my friend, for Carrot Man? I'm sure the villains will, won't have a heyday with Carrot Man. Stop, you see, man. How about stop in the name of orange, or soon you'll be wearing orange? <laughs> Actually, that's not as bad. <laughs> I think it's as a little, it's a little too wordy. I think it's a little too much, but yeah. By the time you get the done best with the I first, I can come up with on the spot, man. Right. Uh, as soon as you get done with the first set of orange, they turn the corner and are continuing to run as you're, <laughs> as you're <laughs> jumping back into your carrot rocket. <laughs> we finally get to the game portion of this episode. And for my first time, actually, I believe I could be wrong. David, correct me if I am. I think this might be the first time ever in powwow, um, powwow. podcast history yes i think uh, so all right for the first time ever i'm willing to make that claim until somebody proves us otherwise it is a return of a guest for the game it is one aaron ford aaron congratulations welcome and we are happy to bring you back man right. yeah congratulations it is a to be back yes <laughs> congratulations. it's nice to be seen <laughs> <laughs> you are the first person to 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 volunteer to be on here twice. Yeah. So congratulations, you know Aaron. I can say it's an honor and a distinction. It is. That I cherish. Yeah, you can put this on your acting resume, Aaron. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's already on there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh David, what is the game for this week? 
Uh, why don't we start with the questions, Phil? Let's do that first. You're right. Aaron comes on here. I get excited, and then I just completely forget myself. Yeah, you might, you, you, the listener, might remember Aaron, but uh, we have some questions. I, I don't know if we had started this by the time Aaron first came on, but we obviously do a few questions to get to know our game guests each and every week. So I'm going to start out because I don't. Well, besides having met Aaron the last time he came on, I don't really know Aaron. So. Aaron, what is your favorite thing that your parents ever, parents or parent or guardian ever make, makes or made for you to eat for <laughs> dinner or whatever? This is going to sound so incredibly cliche. My mother makes the best fry bread in the world. I'm half, I'm half native, I'm half Navajo, and my mom makes legitimately the best Navajo fry bread you've ever eaten in your lifetime. Aaron, one, that's not cliche. I've never heard anybody. No, that's not it. at all cliche. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. <laughs> Two, I've just I just got it. I just got the invitation in my mail to go have dinner at your place. If nothing else, just for the dessert. My God, I love Indian fry bread. Oh, that was Navajo that was tacos. What Phil, that was what Phil uh, recommended to me when when I was going to be driving yes. through Arizona and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil was like, you got have to try Indian fry bread. And I honestly, I have to say, I didn't find a place or oh, I, yeah. it wasn't, we were there They're so everywhere, briefly, but <laughs> we were there so, we were so briefly going through Arizona and New Mexico, but I, I, I will have to come to your house, Aaron, whether, whether invited or not, I'm going to be there at some point <laughs> in the coming Just years. Just show up. Just show up. <laughs> yeah. You'll find a soft wrapping at your window. All right. <laughs> All right. What is uh, this is so funny. We didn't discuss our questions uh, beforehand. But what is something, Aaron, that people eat normally that you find absolutely disgusting? Okay, this may be a little controversial. Okay, but I absolutely abhor catfish. The texture, (laughs) the flavor. I don't want it. Get it away from me. It's crumbly. It's mealy. It doesn't do it for me. David, I like fish. David, I gotta say, anytime Aaron says, well, I know that this might be cliche. I know this might be obvious. It's anything but, and I keep expecting, like, (laughs) like, if you'd have told me it was fish, I would have been like, oh, he doesn't like fish and chips, or oh, he doesn't like fish sticks. Nope, it's, you know what? I just don't like salmon. Salmon is just not my game. Even that might have been too normal, but catfish. I love it, Aaron. I absolutely love it. Specifically catfish. The texture. I'm a texture person. Hmm. Your last question here, David. Aaron, what do you normally plan on a first date? And I know that that can be a difficult question. For me, it's no. got to be... Oh, okay, go, go. I'm not even going to say what, what mine It's is. a musical. Oh, go ahead. It has to be a musical. Mm. I don't know if it has to be a musical, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a musical, because I need to know that our tastes somewhat align, you have to have um, a point of view. And a musical will do that. We'll go to a musical. We'll go to dinner after. We'll discuss the show. If you like some some questionable things, red flag. But definitely a musical. <laughs> so so there has to be like a, a a dinner afterwards or some kind of opportunity for conversation some kind of symposium afterwards. where we can discuss. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I I I think that dinner in a movie is the wrong way, but a movie and dinner is something different, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Shall we move on to the game? Let us move on to the game uh, okay. and explain it to us, David, we as if we were bringing, five-year-olds. We were. We are bringing back a game that we played uh, several weeks ago, I believe, with my friend Alex. And this game is called, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to call it the Flip Floppy Game. 
and I'm going to give you two statements. Um, each I'm going to give you I'm going to give two statements to the both of you, and there is a detail in that in each statement that that may be true or it may need to be flipped. So, for example, a bush is a leafy thing that grows from the ground, and a fridge is a thing that you put things in to keep cold. Those would be two true statements. But if I said to you, a painting is a thing that creates light for a room and a lamp is a thing that one looks at that an artist has created, then the lamp and the painting would need to be flipped. Correct? Well, I don't know about you, but all my artistry is done exclusively as if it were a lamp. So that wouldn't work for me, yeah. but I'm hoping in the future okay. you can get it a little yeah. bit well, more correct. With my game... It will be pretty clear cut. <laughs> Fair enough. Do I need to give another example for our listeners? No, no. Unless no, you have something about yeah. catfish. But other a than that. A chair no. is a thing that blows air into a room. And a fan is a thing that you sit on. You Does give, that work for you, Phil? You give him a chance. Those things would need to be flipped. You no. give him a chance and he starts talking about blowing things all over. It's, it's <laughs> God. We have guests. We have guests, <laughs> David. Okay, uh, Phil, I'm going to ask you to go first. All right, sounds good. The one uh, caveat to my game is that, do remember, last week, of course, David did win his game, meaning that our guest failed last week, but more importantly, meaning that we uh, David is entitled to a skipping stone, uh, the use yes, of his. I have his. my skipping stone, which nobody can see except me. Yes, but do you hold it? Do you hold your I, skipping stone? I am stone? holding it in my hand right now. Good, good. I'm glad, or else oh. the the magic doesn't work. Of course, the skipping stone for those who are unaware means that he can, if he wants, skip a question at any point in time and move on to the next one. And uh, and thus the skipping stone will be enforced. Uh, let us move forward onto my game. The first one, the subject is presidential. President mm. Teddy Roosevelt once said, quote, if you if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. Second one, President Jimmy Carter once said, whatever starts in California, unfortunately, has an inclination to spread, end quote. Uh, Aaron, we will start with you since you are our guest. Were those both properly attributed or do they need to flip flop? No, I believe both of those sound pretty accurate. Roosevelt always had a knack for um, colloquialism and, um, you know, being able to put things in layman's terms for the, the plebes in the middle of the country, you know, a little controversial. But um, I think those are properly attributed. Yeah. All, all right. And we go to you, David. I don't know if I can add to that very much, but I do agree. I'm going to I'm going to stick I'm going to stick with the same oh. that they are in place correctly. All right, and you both gain a point. Yes, Teddy Roosevelt not even a bullet could stop him from giving a, a passioned speech. <laughs> we go on to uh the second category, I think both of your favorite, The Office. And uh, there was there was some controversy in the past concerning this, but I, I wanted to make was. sure that it was uh, meaningful this time. All right, David, we will start with you. Okay. The episode Secretary's Day, in which Michael mm -hmm. Scott tries to treat Aaron, his current secretary at the time, to lunch, mm -hmm. was October 19th uh, on the original airing date. And the episode Pretzel Day, in which everyone at Dunder Mifflin is treated to a free pretzel however they want it, was originally aired April 22nd. 
Mm. Are those dates you in see. their in their correct place, David? Now that is tough. Um, You're getting dates. My oh, goodness. Wow. I will say yeah. that it is somewhat known in the deep, deep office circles that one of these days is properly attributed to Pretzel Day. So one of them should be easier to figure out than sec than so Secretary. Can you repeat which one was which? Just tell me yes. the month, the episode in the month. Sure. Secretary's Day, uh, October 19th, and Pretzel okay. Day, April 22nd. I think that those are in their correct place. That they are in their correct place. Yeah. Aaron, <laughs> do you dare go out on a limb? I think I'm going to switch them, to be honest. Yeah, I think they're, they're reversed. Well, obviously, one of you is correct. And Aaron... Oh, God. You are correct. They were indeed hey. flip-flopped. Oh, no. And so, <laughs> on The Office, yet again, Aaron reigns supreme. We move on. Can I be frank? I didn't know either of those, but I, I, I don't know. Just thinking about like <laughs> no, Pretzel Day, where Pretzel Day might fall in the year. You know, right? No, Aaron. Aaron, you knew it. You you were you were phenomenal. You did well, buddy. All Just right. move on, Phil. All right, God's <laughs> sake. All right, next one is uh, Baskin Robbins versus Dairy Queen. A Baskin Robbins in Ohio once posted on one of their signs, "quote Steph Curry is softer than our ice cream." End quote. During an NBA Finals in 2016. Dairy Queen was once under fire for doing an international campaign that oversexualized an 11-year-old enjoying their ice cream. Aaron, are those in their correct sp uh, spot, or do they need to be flip-flopped? I think they are in their correct spots. I'm trying to think which one of those chains, if not both, is international. And I think that, well, actually, yeah, I think that Dairy, Dairy Queen might be international. Okay, and David, we go to you. I, uh, as far as I know, Dairy Queen is not international. However, <laughs> as much as I want to, well, again, as far as I know, as much as I want to pick something different because I am a point behind, I have to, I have to say that I, I think that Aaron is correct. I think that they are in their correct spots. That means that both of you are incorrect. It was indeed a Dairy Queen oh, that posted no. Steph Curry is softer than our ice cream. And Baskin Robbins was uh, was internationally shamed for <laughs> over-sexualizing an 11-year-old. Fun, fun, fun times. All right. We go to <sighs> Aliens 1 versus Aliens 2. Or actually, it's I'm sorry. It's Alien versus Aliens, I should say. There's a distinction. Mm. All right. Okay. Alien the movie only had a budget of $4.2 million. Aliens took seven years to make. David, are those appropriate or are they needing to be flip-flopped? Oh, no. I I think that they are in their correct place and I'm not going to justify because I don't want to... I, I don't want to... Give anything give away. Hints. Fair so enough. I'm going to say that they are in their <laughs> correct place. Aaron, I'm sorry. Can I hear the the comparison or not the comparison? The yes, absolutely. The question again. Yes, uh, Alien the movie only had a budget of four point two million dollars. Aliens took seven years to make. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's probably in the correct order, or you know. All right, he's playing a little strategy of nothing else. However, mm. both of you are incorrect. Oh, uh, damn. They are. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, did either you both said that they need to be flip flopped? Yes. 
No, we both no. said that they were correct. Then scratch that. I am drunk. You are both correct. You are both <laughs> absolutely correct. They are uh, correct. Um, Alien took you know four point two million dollars to make, and Aliens took seven years to make. Phil, I know the funny thing is I know that you're not drunk. Yeah, I know for 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 many reasons, but most of which it being noon on a Sunday. <laughs> I actually Look, have had several life. glasses of wine tonight, and I may be slightly drunk. Oh, goody, <laughs> a goody. But yes, Aaron, he doesn't know about day drinking. He knows nothing about that. Look, look, it's a pastime. It's a sport. It's a hobby. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, All right. my last, last one, question. unless David decides to use a skipping stone, mm. uh, is Shrek versus Disney. Aaron, I'm not sure why okay. I would put this category on here, but Shrek versus Disney. An inside mm. joke, because me and Aaron met on the set of an of a Shrek musical. Anyways, Shrek. Did we? Uh, didn't we meet during Shrek the musical? For VYT? I'm saying, of course I remember that. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shrek the movie is one hour and 35 minutes long. Bambi, Disney's worst film of all time, is an hour and 10 <laughs> minutes long. Inflammatory. <laughs> God. Uh, yes. Uh, we go to you first, Aaron, since you hold a slight lead. Uh, uh, I'm going to skip. Okay. Uh, David has used and enforced one. his skipping stone. I'm curious. Did you have an inkling either way, Aaron? Oh, yeah. I, I believe that that's in the correct order. Uh, David, did you yeah. feel the same way? And I, I felt like that was that was too clearly in the correct place that I wouldn't be able to pick anything different. And I knew that I, I figured that Aaron would get that right. So I have, I feel like I have a better shot with whatever you had planned for your extra question. So fair enough. Well, All right. Let's think about this. Hmm. How long is the perfect movie? Uh, probably like an hour, 40, 45. And I mean, which one of those, I mean, Shrek, the music or Shrek itself is a perfect cinematic masterpiece. So <laughs> that stands to reason that it would be close to the perfect time. And Shrek 2, Shrek 2, it, it, it has all the formulaic uh, things for a perfect sequel. Mm -hmm. Come at me if absolutely. you think it's not a fantastic <laughs> at sequel. At me on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, last one. Last subject here. Last uh, question did not count. So we go on to our last question. Subject is eggplants versus peaches. Peaches mm -hmm. have more nicotine than any other edible organic thing. But the amount is very low and can't do any harm. Or every year, the United States grows 1.9 billion pounds of eggplants. Aaron, we go to you first. Are those in their correct order or do they need to be <gasps> flip-flopped? I'm going to say flip-flopped. Okay. Aaron, flip-flops. Now, David... I must remind you, I feel incumbent to remind you that the only way you can even tie this. Yeah, I know. And I, you know, I think that Aaron's right. But again, like my only chance is to is to pick a different answer. So I'm going to say that they're correct. And unfortunately, perhaps peaches are just addictive. <laughs> addictive. Yeah. Well, well, they are. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but unfortunately, Aaron, you are correct. You have pulled away in a dominating hey. fashion and you did indeed mm. win. They were needing to be flip flopped. Um, 
the uh, every year the United That's States. Crazy. Is that true? Yes, every year the United States grows 1.9 billion pounds of peaches, and eggplants have more nicotine than any other uh, plant. It was a thing, but I couldn't just say plant. Uh, but the amount is very low and can't do any harm. More than like tobacco leaves. Uh, I guess so. That's uh, the, I, again. I only get my facts. I suppose from any the other edible, edible. From, plant, I only get my facts edible from plant. Tobacco would be a plant. So yes. All right. Let's let's move on to my game. Yes. And hopefully, Aaron, you can uh, you can keep things level here by beating Phil. Everything here is to do with film, and Ooh. most specifically, oh, the king on any film set. And this is, I should say, the reason I'm doing this is because. I was on a set this week for the first time in a long it's time. It's the gaffer, isn't it? And that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so the king on any film set is the director. So each of these, you'll get the picture once I start. So I'm just going to start. Okay. Your first one is The Wolf of Wall Street was directed by Martin Scorsese. Titanic was directed by James Cameron. And Phil, no, Aaron, we'll go to you first. Aaron, we'll go to you first. Uh, do these are these correct, or do they need to be flip flopped? No, yeah, those are correct. Okay, Phil, just read them one more time because I got lost in the. King's the speech. Wolf of Wall Street was directed by Martin Scorsese. All right, yeah, they're correct. Tight. Okay, and you're both correct. Congratulations, you both get a point. <laughs> And we move on to the second round. Orson Welles directed Citizen Kane. Alfred Hitchcock directed The 39 Steps. Hmm. And Phil, we go to you first this time. I am going to say that that is correct. Okay. And Aaron? Yeah, I agree. That's absolutely correct. You're right. It is absolutely correct. I just I wanted to give Aaron a moment of hesitation if he didn't know. <laughs> okay, well, you've underestimated me, sir. You're absolutely correct again. That is yes. Orson Welles directed Citizen Kane, obviously, and Alfred Hitchcock directed The Thirty Nine Steps. All right, number question three. So you're both two points. Congratulations. This uh, this I this was I knew this was going to be. A very tight game. Either you're both going to find it very easy, or if you didn't really know the directors of these movies, you might find it very difficult. It was well, always going to be very close. I'll, so, I'll say that. Uh, sorry, what did you say, Aaron? I'm not very well versed in movies, to be frank. But um, Okay, well, here, yeah, it only gets more difficult. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tim Burton directed The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Wes Anderson directed Batman... 1989. I believe you go to Aaron. We go to you first. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it, you got to flip it. Okay. Um, Batman of 1989 is an iconic film. Obviously, only directed by Tim Burton. All right, Phil. David, have you ever been to Payless while you were out here in America? No. <laughs> because you need to flip flop that B. <laughs> Uh, that was a long way to go. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're both saying to flip it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, and you're absolutely correct. Of course, Tim Burton directed Batman 1989. I don't even know if Wes Anderson is old enough to have directed Batman 1989. He definitely directed the Grand Budapest Hotel, though. Yes. 
We're Actually, even at three three. I missed the the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's that's what film that is mm. slipped well, it's by. Very Wes Anderson. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I, I'd imagine. Um, here. All right. Question four. Spike Lee directed Old Boy, and the Cohen brothers or the Coon brothers. I don't. The Cohen Cohen brothers Cohen, directed right. Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I've just been in the Netherlands too long, where the <laughs> the the way you pronounce O E is O. Not Oa. Yeah. So the Cohen brothers directed No Country for Old Men. And Phil, we go to you first. Oh, we actually do get to a spot here where I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. This is like the first one I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh who was the first director? Just give me who the first director was. Spike Lee. Right. Uh I'm gonna say that they are in their appropriate place. Okay. And Aaron. I think I'm going to flip them. All right. And with that, we finally have a different, let you guys have picked different answers for the first time in the game. And Phil, you are correct. Oh, they God. are in their correct place. <gasps> no. Spike Lee directed Old Boy and the Coen brothers directed No Country for Old Men. Okay. I All right. So Phil, Coen I'm going to go to that. you first mm. here, just so that uh, Aaron has a chance. David Fincher directed oh. There Will Be Blood. Uh-huh. And Paul Thomas Anderson directed Fight Club. Fight Club was done and then I want to You know what? I'm going to say I'm going to say flip them. Okay. Aaron, do you want me to repeat? I'm going to the... keep them. No, no, I'm going to keep them in the same in the same order. All right. All right. And Phil, you have gotten that correct. So you are five for five. Ooh, well done. Thank well you. Well done. Uh, I don't David, lose Fincher, David Fincher directed <laughs> Fight Club, uh, which is the opposite of what I said. And Paul Thomas Anderson directed There Will Be Blood, two amazing films. Uh, so well done, Phil. You're finally. How many weeks has it been since you won a game? <laughs> you know what? As much as I uh, love to boast and everything, uh, it's it's been a, it's been quite a while. It's been quite yeah. some time. So I am I'm quite happy to finally gain a game on you. Usually, whenever I win, you mm -hmm. win as well. So this is like the mm. first time I feel like in powwow history that I won a game that you did not. Good lord! Now I do accept Venmo, Bitcoin, and. Uh... Rare gems, as I said before. Gold yeah. blooms as well. Yes, or maybe wow. materials for which uh, your mom could possibly make both of us Indian fry bread. <laughs> Don't, sure, look. Please, you, you guys are currently just crushing the integrity of Pow Wow Podcast as a whole. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> What integrity? Yeah, Aaron. Aaron, it has been it has been wonderful having you. Uh, if you have anything that, that you can plug, then go ahead and do that right now. Absolutely. I am performing this upcoming fall with a choral ensemble by the name of Voices of the Valley, um, September 13th through the 18th, um, doing little, just a little feature spot, singing some solos with a full orchestra and chorus, which is really cool. Um, it'll be at the Mesa Arts Center in Mesa, Arizona, if anyone wants to check it out. All right. And uh, do you have any social handles that people can get a hold of you, can uh, look at your look at your lovely face and maybe slide into those DMs? <laughs> The DMs are always open and lubed up for sliding. Oh. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Miss Kitty Carlisle, and you can follow me and or add me on Facebook if you want. Those are the only two I got. Sorry. 
<laughs> All right. We love it. We love you, Aaron. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm sure we'll have you back uh, multiple times, if not uh, if not a few more before your before your uh, your your event over in Mesa. Thank you so much for joining us. And we move along to the scores. And with that win, I move ahead to 7-12 and 12 all time. Uh, and David goes down, and he can't quite break out of that, that, uh, that halfsies. He's now at 9-10. and 10. And we move along. That's laps time. And coming back around to a song for me. I've been listening to, just wait, I think this song is fantastic. It is Team, it's not new by any means, but you know, I just started listening to it. Team by Lord. And uh, you know oh, what? Yeah. It slaps. I, I jammed to that, I've been jamming to that song like all week, this week, last week. It is a, a really fun, nice, enjoyable song to listen to. Team by Lord, it slaps. I usually do my that slaps based on the theme of the of the week, and I I just didn't I didn't have one particularly for this one. Well, I guess actually, you know what? You know what? I do. I do. I'm gonna change it. I had one, and I'm gonna change it yet again. Two weeks in a row. Boom, baby. The song that slaps, and I don't know if you've ever heard this, David, but if you haven't, be prepared to listen because you are about to jam your little hairy ass off to this song. It's called. It's not. Fr- it's not. Eat it by Weird Al Yankovic. No, no, no. <laughs> Yankovic. That right. Sorry, that one's all right. I wouldn't say it slaps, <laughs> but I'd say that one snaps. This one slaps, oh. and it's called Fruit Salad by the Wiggles. Oh, baby, oh, when you want to talk about food, oh, have you heard the song, David? Have you heard the no. song? Well, maybe, but no, probably not. David, listen to this one. I know every week I pretty much tell you to do this one, and I mean it. You most weeks. This week. I absolutely mean it. It will get stuck in your head. And it it is a bop. It slaps. It it touches you in places you didn't know possible within your little childistic soul. Ooh, baby. Fruit salad by the Wiggles. That slaps. Before we let you go today, we'd like to say a few thank yous. First of all, to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corlang for the fantastic music that you are treated to each and every week on this show. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans. Tara, for the graphic design work that she puts on for us here. We try to put it everywhere because it is so beautiful. And, of course, Josh Hans for the musical interludes that you hear in between each segment. Uh, they will become more and more plentiful soon in the future. We love them. Thank you to both of you. And from the bottom of Philip's big old booty full of ramen, we would like to thank you guys for listening. And we'd like to ask you to tune in every week. We got something new for you every week, every Wednesday. And find us on Instagram at powwow underscore podcast. See you next week. (laughs) I see you are trying to be a bear. Well, I will dip you in some french fry sauce and nullify you to the nearest authorities. (laughs) 